Hi, scholars. I am here with chapter 22 and chapter 23 of Fish in a Tree. It is a short one today. Here we go. Chapter 22. No way to treat a queen. Later, I try to call Albert, but a recording says that the number is no longer in service, and I worry that he had to move away or something. When I see him at school on Monday, I am so relieved. I run up to him. Albert, is it true that if you touch a butterfly's wings, you keep it from flying ever again? Basically kill it? A rather curious question for such a cold day. In temperatures such as these, Albert, just tell me, yes or no? No, it is a myth that you render a butterfly unable to fly by touching its wings. The powdery residue on their wings is actually scales. They shed these scales on a regular basis, so merely touching them is okay. You only injure the butterfly if its wings are torn. I remember how the lady said its wings weren't torn. I hug Albert until I realize what I'm doing. His surprised expression is so hilarious. Like Einstein himself just told him that earth is not round, but instead shaped like a spoon. Nice shirt, Albert. Is it new? Shay laughs at her own comment. Before he can answer, she draws her fingers down her own sleeve. I got a new sweater. It's purple, which is the color of royalty, she says. That's why it's my favorite. I wonder what she wants from us, and I hate that I never know what to say to her. I come up with a great comeback to her the next morning, hunched over a bowl of cereal. Indeed, purple is the color of royalty, Albert tells Shay. Yes, yes it is. <clears throat> her voice is sing-songy and makes me wish she'd go eat paste. You two are just so uncouth. I bet Allie doesn't even know what the word uncouth even means. Do you? I know what uncouth means, Albert says. I know something else, too. Only an uncouth person would wear snail snot. She looks at us like we're wearing it. You say purple is the color of royals, he says. They only wore purple because it was the most difficult and expensive color to make. In medieval times, they needed to collect 3,000 murex banderas snails to have enough slime to make one cloak. So good for you. I prefer beige. Beige, he turns to me. What about you, Allie? Slime or beige? Oh, I'd have to go for beige. I try not to smile as much as I want to, and I try to keep my voice from sounding as happy as it is because the look on Shay's face when she looks down at her new sweater like she is actually covered in snail slime is pretty unforgettable. Chapter 23, Words That Breathe. Monday is vocabulary day when Mr. Daniels goes over the new words for the week. As far as reading lessons go, this isn't so bad. All I have to do is listen as he tells us the word's meaning, and I can usually rem remember it because I make mind movies about each one, and that helps me remember. I've always had one important rule in, her cl in the classroom, which is to try to lie low. If I'm called upon, I'll say, I don't know, even if I do. I've discovered that giving a teacher an answer makes them expect more from me, and then everyone gets disappointed. If they never get an answer from me, they stop asking. But today, during vocabulary, Mr. Daniels brings up two words, alone and lonely. He asks for volunteers to explain the difference between the two. It's like my arm doesn't belong to me when it goes up. Mr. Daniels stops mid-sentence and looks at me. Yes, Allie? What have I done? I try to figure out what I should say. Maybe ask to go get a drink? But the thing is that something deep inside me really does want to answer, because I'm an expert on those two words. I know what they mean and how they feel, 
especially after that butterfly party. Mr. Daniel's eyes are wide and they are waiting for me. Allie, it's okay now. Take your time. And it's like he can see right into my guts, knows how sad I am, like he's handing me a flashlight in a dark room. I lock eyes with Mr. Daniels and I forget anyone else is even there. I say, well, alone is a way to be. It's being by yourself when no one else is around. And it can be good or bad and it can be a choice. When my mom and brother are both working, I'm alone, but I don't mind it. I swallow hard and shift in my seat. But being lonely is never a choice. It's not about who is with you or not. You can feel lonely when you're alone, but the worst kind of lonely is when you're in a room full of people, but you're still alone, or you feel like you are anyway. I look at Mr. Daniels. He has his hands stuffed in his pockets and his face looks sad. I try to remember what I just said, but speaking in class has me so nervous that my mind is doing its etch-a-sketch thing, unable to play my words back. What did I say? Why does he look like that? Staying quiet and having people think you're stupid is better than talking and having people know for sure. Mr. Daniel says my name. Huh. No one laughs, not even Shay or Jessica. Well, if I had a trophy to give out for the best answer of the year, I think I'd give it to you for that. He throws his hands as up, up as if to celebrate. That was, well, excellent. I stare at my desk, wondering why he would say that. Allie? I look up. Thanks, I say, feeling like I have to move. I have to leave. Why is he acting like I won the Brain Olympics just because I answered a question? Can I please go to the bathroom now? Mr. Daniel seems confused. Uh, yeah, sure, Allie, go ahead. When I stand, Shay squints at me and shakes her head. She doesn't even have to say anything, and my brain plays the things that she would say. Even when I do something right, I feel like I've done something wrong. If I were a coin, I'd be a wooden nickel. All right, scholars, go ahead and head to Seesaw and do the assignment for today. I hope you enjoyed our short chapters. We're going to continue on with some more chapters on Friday. See you soon.